Hello and welcome to the Deep Bible Studies podcast where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. Today we will be going through John 9, 10 through 23, part 2. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he received his sight, and he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said he is a prophet. First of all, how incredible to think that first they don't even believe that it's true. And now they're asking him, Well, what do you think about the man? It's clearly a trap. But it also, again, shows that willful unbelief that we talked about last time. It does not care about the evidence, but instead has a personal narrative and bias. But in regards to what the man actually said, what is so incredible about this is that he is saying that Jesus was a prophet, and this cost him greatly. For as verse 22 says, if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Meaning that this man chose to follow Jesus, who he confessed to be more than just a mere man, over the synagogue blatantly. This reminds me of Pastor Zafshin's Pastor of Providence Church testimony, where he says that when his father, a devout Muslim, made him choose between him and Jesus, he wanted to drop everything and run back to his earthly father. And yet the Holy Spirit gave him the strength to say that he will follow Jesus even if it cost him a relationship with his own father. So the Son, capital S, who is truth, will set free as we see in John 8. And he not only sets sinners free, but he also renews them. And in their weakness, God's strength is sufficient and carries them for his glory. In the case of the blind man and Pastor Afshin, God's grace and power was displayed as they confessed Jesus Christ and had to leave behind religious privileges and a father to remain in truth, Jesus Christ. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, says John 8, 31-32. This man was physically blind his whole life, and now he sees because the sun opened his eyes. And yet the Pharisees, who could physically see from the very beginning, willingly spiritually blind, from the truth that was right in front of them. John MacArthur commented that blindness in the Bible is a metaphor for spiritual darkness, an inability to discern God or his truth. And look at how the Holy Spirit through Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, 
with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in the hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That is why we must never be afraid of sharing truth, the gospel, because it is the power and wisdom of God that sets free. It is the Holy Spirit's work. Even in the midst of persecution, God is able and he does work through his own, whom he gives grace to endure. And it is all because of Christ. Moving on, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, we know this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Asked him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Confess Jesus as what? The Christ, which means the Messiah. The word of God is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. That's Romans 10, 8 through 10. This confessing of Jesus is not just a mere acknowledgement. Listen to what James says in James 2.19b. Even the demons believe and shudder. The reason why these people would be put out of the synagogue is because confessing Jesus to be the Christ has to have conviction that everything he says is true, that he is the Messiah, the Christ. Knowledge and conviction are very different. This is a deep and personal conviction without reservation that Jesus is that own person's master or sovereign. This phrase includes repenting from sin, trusting in Jesus for salvation, belief, and submitting to him as Lord. And that's commentary from John MacArthur. Jesus is the only mediator between man and God. God himself and following him cost everything. And that, as we can see, is biblical. We do not keep our old lives, our old selves, sins, and desires to follow him. They were nailed to the cross, and we are renewed and resurrected with him when he resurrected. He has given us all through himself, so he demands all. Philippians 2, 7-11 says, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and I may share his suffering, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So and finally, Jesus himself said these terrifying words for all who willingly perish and life-giving to those who surrender. 
that all must stop and truly think about this at one point of our lives. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So to finish off with verse 23, it says, Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com, where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram, at Deep Bible Studies, and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.